Welcome to episode 14 of the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast. Welcome to the Insurance Agency Trendsetters podcast, where we explore how insurance agents can leverage technology to create better relationships with our prospects, customers, and agency team members. We believe tech should help us serve customers better and more efficiently, not replace the human-to-human interaction that's made the independent insurance agent a trusted advisor to clients. You'll hear from industry experts and agents who are on the leading edge of marketing, tech, and providing world-class customer experiences. It's time to level up the industry, and you're the trendsetters who can. Welcome, everybody, to Insurance Agency Trendsetters Podcast. This is George Robertson, and I'm here with Charlotte Hicks. Welcome, everyone. Thanks for being with us. And our special guest today is Becky Schroeder, ITC's Chief Marketing Officer. She drives the overall marketing strategy for the company and its products. Her specialties include advertising, social media, email marketing, content marketing, public relations, and prior to being CMO, Becky was Senior Vice President of Sales and Marketing at ITC. She has a master's degree in integrated marketing communication from Emerson College in Boston and a bachelor's degree in journalism from Texas A&M University. And Becky, we'd just like to welcome you today to our podcast. Thanks, uh, Charlotte and George. I really appreciate you guys having me on today. Hey, it's great. And, and I will share with our listeners, Becky, you know, we've been friends for quite a while. And and uh, a couple of years back, uh, we had the wonderful Texas A&M uh, versus NC State Wolfpack at the Tax Slayer Gator Bowl. And and you guys did a fabulous job, and you, and you were such a grateful and gracious winner. You didn't rub it in too much. And, and that, well, that wonderful running back, was it Trayvon Williams? Was that the guy's name? Uh, I believe so. I believe that he was still part of the team at that point, yes. Yeah, and unfortunately, he was really good. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is very good, yeah. I, I do remember that. Um, you know, I, I love nothing more than – a good college football game. And so bowl game season is always super exciting for me. Yeah, it, it, it is for me as well, even if we lose. And I tell you, it's interesting because we were sitting in the Texas A&M section. I, I don't know if we got a discount on those seats, but that's where we were. And it was, uh, it was quite the uh, entertainment uh, crowd. I mean, you guys do a great job. So yeah, football at A&M is an experience. I have had the pleasure of getting to take people who are not familiar uh, with Texas A&M or its traditions at all to a football game, and they've walked away going, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it was quite the experience. So so we want to kind of touch base on our topic today, and we're really talking about, um, you know, agency websites. And, and, and just to, to start with, you know, the pandemic's there. How has the pandemic impacted the importance of agency websites with agencies today? Well, I think what what is – super important and what we've certainly seen in the data of our own products because at ITC uh, we host uh, the most insurance agency websites out of any vendor in the country so that's represents several thousand websites Um, so we see a lot and what we've seen since the pandemic started is the traffic to our websites actually going up and not just the traffic going up, but also the quote request and the actual online quoting also going up higher than what we expected to. So one of the things we do at ITC is we maintain a 
level of activity that we expect to see through our, our products, um, both on TurboRater, our rating platform, as well as our websites and the online consumer rater, TurboRater for websites. Um, and while quoting may be down in TurboRater itself because agents are not having that traffic walk into their office right now, um, the, the agents that have a website through us or, or have the online consumer rater are getting more traffic and getting more quote requests. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Just out of curiosity, have you seen any stats on, on maybe people going to the payment uh, section of the websites and, and looking for how to make a payment, whereas before maybe in some of the more rural communities they would go into the office? Um, you know, I, I'm not, I haven't seen the stats itself on the payment section of our websites. I've just seen the quote requests. Okay. So it, well, let's take another step here. So mobile, let's talk about mobile for a second. Yep. How does mobile play into the website equation? Well, mobile is critical. Um, you know, one of the things we've talked about for many, many years now is the importance of agents to have a website that uh, doesn't only look good on a desktop computer, but also on a mobile device because, you know, however long ago, six, seven, eight years ago, mobile traffic was, you know, probably right at the majority of website traffic. Well, now the website traffic we see to the websites we host, the ones using mobile devices is now 78%. So it's gone up and it's gone up significantly. Um, So thinking about how does my website look, how user-friendly is it, when someone is on a mobile device is very important um, because that's the easiest way to lose a potential customer. What's the quoting experience like on a mobile website? Well, you want it to be very finger friendly, right? So um, you don't want it to be something that a consumer has to pinch and pan on their screen to try to, um, find where the field is they need to put their cursor or find button or whatever it is that they need to be doing next. Um, one of the things we did with Turborator for websites, we relaunched it last year and we, when we redesigned it, we designed it to be mobile first in experience. And so if you look at that workflow on a mobile device, you've got really big, colorful, friendly, touch friendly buttons um, that make it easier and almost fun for a consumer to kind of go through that shopping process. Right. And fun, fun is a key as well, because people going through that, they want to, they want to enjoy the experience. So that experience needs to be user-friendly and, and, and maybe even to some degree gamified if you can do it. Right. Exactly. So, you know, with mo- mobile is huge and I, I totally agree with that. 78% going um, to the website via a mobile device is yep. phenomenal. Yep. And I just wonder how many agents out there have really even looked at their website on a mobile device. So, you know, if those listeners are out there today, I'd definitely encourage them to, to try that and see what that experience is like. And, and let's talk about how do you find the website, Becky? I mean, people out there doing searches, we talk about search engine optimization. What are some of the m- most important areas an agency should focus on to, ma- to impact that SEO? To impact the SEO. So I, I it's going to depend on where their focus is. 
are they agent who is focusing on their local area or, you know, whether it's a town or a group of towns or a few counties, or um, is it, you know, they're, they're trying to reach a much broader geographical area. So for the local agents, which, you know, I, I feel like a lot of, a lot of agencies are focused on, on being local to their community. Um, the number one thing, well, there's several things, but the first thing is making sure on your website, you are talking in your content to your local community. You are including uh, your local town name, city name, county name, whatever it is you're targeting in the content of your website, maybe even having a landing page specifically for that local area. Um, because one of the things Google is getting really good at is providing local search results for local searches. So if they don't know you are local um, or, or that you are in that area, when someone searches, let's say, Eden car insurance, in North Carolina car insurance, if you don't have the, the, those keywords on your website that you're in Eden, North Carolina, you know, Google's not going to show your website. And now you're losing the consumers who are in your town searching for insurance. Good, good point. Now, how does uh, Google My Business play into that? So Google My Business is, is a listing, free listing service Google provides, and they use the, your, the profiles in Google My Business to populate a few different areas of uh, their platform. And that first area is maps, right? So the actual, somebody's searching for um, directions to your business. But they also use it to populate what they call the knowledge panel, and that's shown to the right of the search results. Um, and that is a big key to Google, again, that you're local. So um, putting in all of your relevant agency information, so your name, your address, your phone number, your website, um, and not just, just putting it in, but making sure you're being consistent in the way that you format it and making sure it matches what is seen on your website because Google can see the differences and that can potentially flag as not, not a valid or relevant result. So you want to make sure you fill out that profile and Google my business as completely as you can. So, so one thing there, I know that they talk about nap name, address and phone number. Mm -hmm. uh, what if you, you know, as, as agencies are out there and they may have, you know, ABC insurance agency, should it be ABC insurance agency, LLC, or, and, and should it always be termed the same thing in the different places that you're putting the name or does that really matter? I think whatever you decide to do, it's up to you. But if you're going to put the LLC, you're going to want to put it on every listing on your website the same way. Um, the, the important thing, whichever decision you make is to keep it consistent across every where your agency name appears online. Okay, good. So, so everywhere, whatever you use or decide to use, you should make it the same everywhere you, everywhere you place it. Right. So now reviews are another big area. So, I mean, how important are reviews? I mean, I see some agencies with one or two reviews, some with none and some with like 30 or 40. Uh, what's where, how does that play into the SEO? So, there's the, as reviews have a, a twofold benefit to an insurance agency. One, when consumers read reviews, they trust the reviews, right? So having reviews 
is a means of providing social proof to someone who comes across your website online that you are, you know, a legitimate business, that you're trustworthy, that people like working with you, and they're more likely to reach out and and take that next step in building a relationship with you. Um, so that's it, it's it's like a referral, right? It's an online referral essentially. Um, but the other thing about reviews that makes them so important is Google likes to rank businesses higher that have recent reviews. So if your review, the last review review you had was two years ago, that's not as powerful to Google as a business that has got, you know, three reviews in the last two months. So Yes. So you want to make sure you're not only getting, it's not just about the star rating. It's also about the quantity. And again, the um, newness of the reviews. Yeah. So consistency to that degree would play, I would think is, you know, just seeing reviews over a period of time and, and Google looking at that and saying, okay, these guys are active. They're doing things. People are reviewing them, but, how do you how do you handle a bad review? Let's say you get a bad review. Should we just blast them back on the, on the review process, or what should we do? Well, you don't want to ignore them, <laughs> um, and you don't you definitely don't want to match their tone right. uh, or their word choice in your reply. So you you do, and this is very hard to do um, when you get a negative review is to acknowledge um, the review that that has been given. And then try to make reparations, right, without putting the blame on the person leaving their review. Um, but the importance in having a response to it shows people who come across it at a later date that you are listening and you care. Um, so that's when we get negative reviews, that's the, one, the number one thing people want is they want to know that you care and they want to know that you're listening to them. So showing that you're going to usually disarm um, that, that, uh, anger feeling almost immediately. Excellent. Excellent. And, and I agree. I think a lot of times as we see this, you know, responding back and letting them know that, Hey, I heard your comments. Uh, we're going to do whatever we can to fix that situation. Thank you for sharing with us. Uh, that goes a long way. And plus you, you know, as you're reading those reviews, you see that from the owner, uh, and you can understand that they're still, they are reviewing them and, t- and taking even the good and the bad together to make changes. Uh, now, let's talk about content for a second. We always talk about content is king uh, and, and blogging, or in this case, maybe even vlogging, putting videos out there. How, how important is that to the search engine optimization? Well, that, that's part of the fresh content Google likes to see. So not only do they like to see fresh reviews, they also like to see fresh content on your actual website. So the easiest way to add fresh content is to have a blogging plan and strategy that you are continually and consistently implementing. So it, the worst thing in my mind that you can do for a blog is neglect it. Um, if you start it, you have to if you start blogging, you you have to find a way to keep it going. Uh, because if I come across a, a blog uh, and I'm looking, I'm considering this company to do business with them and I look at the blog and the last blog post was two or three years ago. I, I'm kind of like, are they even paying attention anymore? Do they care about this anymore? It's, it's a negative signal you don't want to send. So, um, but as far as SEO goes, 
that is the easiest way to get that fresh content and signal to Google that you are actively working to provide information that people will find of value, which is their ultimate goal is to provide their users with the answers that they're looking for. And you want to show Google, I am here to provide those answers. Right. I think too, uh, if you look at blogs and local search, you know, we can talk about the things that you could actually write blogs about things that are happening in your community to help boost that local search. And, and, I, and I always look at that as well, Becky, that, you know, if you sit down and write the blogs, if you can write 12 or, or whatever at one time and then schedule them to go out, because I believe systems out there do allow you to schedule those blogs to be uh, placed out on your site, that might be another way to keep the consistency level going. Right. And I, and there's there's a number of tricks. One of the things I like to do is I keep a file uh, where anytime I have an idea for a topic I want to write about, I write it in that file so that later when I sit down to actually write a blog post, I can go to my file and see, okay, which, which topic do I want to write about? I don't have to sit down and then think of a topic. I have a list of ideas all ready to go in this file that I just pick whichever one feels the most relevant or timely in that moment. Um, and then, I mean, the other greatest source of inspiration for a blog post is your own clients. Who, True. what questions do you get asked all the time that you can answer in writing in a blog post? Because I guarantee you, there are probably people searching those exact questions online and being able to provide a written answer, um, is a way to grab those people who are asking online and maybe not calling you with that question. Exactly. I think that's that's very true. And I think Marcus Sheridan has, you know, the pool guy, as we call him, uh, you know, he focused on writing blogs, taking the questions that his clients asked and writing blogs about those and, and did extremely well with that. And, and, and talking about just doing extremely well, can you share some success stories with our listeners uh, on agency websites? Yeah. So one of my favorites is as an agency out of Oklahoma called ECI. Um, and Scott Cornelius is, is the owner of that agency. And he, 10 years ago now, if you can believe it, um, was, was down to his last dollars for his agency. And he was trying to decide what do I do? Um, he, he wanted to try to, to improve and to grow. And he knew it was going to take an investment. So he decided, to take that last of his operating budget and invest it in SEO. And, um, you know, he, he is a client of ITCs and, and has been now for 10 years. Uh, so partnering with us, we were able to help him improve his online presence, but not just that, improve the rankings in the search engines for his, his target areas. Uh, and as a result, he started getting a lot more traffic. He started getting a lot more business. And it wasn't long before he was growing his agency and totally out of debt. And, you know, now he's part of Baines West. He's this huge success story. Um, and that that's an amazing, amazing story. I love I love talking about ECI yeah. and Scott. Yeah, that, um, that is awesome, especially being there, at the, you know, trying to make that decision with what money you've got left as to what you do. And he invested in SEO and he got a good return on that investment. He got an amazing return on, on that investment. But one of the things and, and another story I, I like to share uh, is a newer client of ours, but they're already having huge success is an agency called Bundlebee. Yeah, I've heard um, of them. 
Yeah, out of out of uh, El Paso, Texas, and right. what aside from their agency name, which is totally charming, um, <laughs> is you know they they completely understand that the SEO is not going to work on its own. I mean, it can, but it is way more powerful when you combine it with the offline. So they are working offline to build relationship with partner referral partners and host events um, as well as very brilliantly using social media um, to engage their audience and are actually driving more traffic from their social media profiles than we've ever seen from an insurance agency before. So amazing. And what do you, what do you think the, the, what are they doing differently there, Becky, to drive that? I mean, what is the difference between them and then the average agency? I think what, what they're doing is they are, while it looks like everything that they are posting on social media is kind of off the cuff, right? Uh, there's a lot of planning and thought that goes into it. Uh, they're not doing a lot of, you know, call us if you want to rate your auto insurance policy type uh, post. It's it's fun, and so like you know, I I had mentioned their referral partners that they're they're working to engage and build up. They actually launched a podcast where they are interviewing those local figures. So that's a way that they're bringing that offline relationship online. Uh, and, and engaging their local area. So now people are engaging with them on social media. They're listening to their podcasts. They're coming to their website. It's all connected uh, in many different ways. And it, it, it just is, is a rising tide that lifts all boats when you do it that way. And the strategic planning, I believe, to that degree from what they're doing on the marketing side, which I think is amazing. And, and I would imagine the results are, are phenomenal. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're only a, uh, I think they're a startup agency. The owner has been in insurance for, I think, 20 years. Um, but the agency itself, Bundlebee, is only, uh, I think, less than a year old at this point. Um so the results that they're getting at this stage of their journey is is huge. I mean, it doesn't come from nothing, right? They have decades of experience, um, but they're also doing a lot of a lot of work to make that happen. Amazing, and I think and don't they have some kind of like little bee costume or mask or something? I think I've seen those. Yeah, yeah. The the yeah. header image on their on their website that we built has a, a woman with a bee mask on. It's <laughs> very it's very cute. Uh, it is. I've seen it. It's it's very eye catching. Yes, it, it definitely does not. When you first glance at it, you don't think insurance, which is very differentiating, in my opinion. Uh, agreed. Agreed. Well, Becky, anything else you'd like to share with our listeners today? I mean, those are some questions we had. Maybe you know, if you may have something else you'd like to add. You know, I think there's a lot of there's a lot of unknown right now with the pandemic and it can be very uh, anxiety inducing and scary but we are in a strong industry and i i certainly see that every day in the agents who are out there still making things happen who are committing to improving their agencies uh while it might be a little bit slower than usual right now which is good to see because the way the independent agent channel survives is by all of us working together 
um, to improve what we're doing. Well said. And, and Becky, we just want to thank you so much for being part of our insurance agency trendsetters podcast. I know our listeners are going to take this information to heart and we wish you the very best. And thank you again for being with us. And for our listeners here, we uh, want to just thank you for being with us and, and join us for our next podcast. Before we go, uh, Becky, is there a way that our listeners can get in touch with you if they want to follow up with you after this podcast? Yeah, my uh, I'm on Twitter. My you can find me on Becky L Schroeder. That's S C H R O E D E R. You can also find me on LinkedIn. That's great, and we'll add those links in our show notes for um, all of our listeners. And thanks again for taking the time to be with us. We've really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Charlotte George. I appreciate it. Thanks for joining us on the Insurance Agency Trendsetters Podcast. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please leave a review on iTunes and be sure to click subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. You can find show notes for each episode at insuranceagencytrendsetters.com as well as links to contact Charlotte and George. We'll see you next time on the podcast.